Next on BYU Sports Nation, another fourth quarter to remember for BYU. The Cougars top UConn. But what's your headline for the game this morning? Receiver Mitchell Jurgens and running back Algernon Brown join us in studio to break down the game. Plus, Tanner Mangum does something Taysom Hill never did. And who had the best performance among the BYU receivers? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Happy Saturday, everyone. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. October 3rd. Hope you're enjoying your weekend thus far, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. My name is Spencer Linton, teamed up with theater food nutritionist Jerem Jordan. I do love uh, me some theater food. Expensive, but awesome. Um, it's an, it's Saturday morning. We're here for a show. The countdown to conference, as we jokingly call it, general conference pregame show that's coming up right after this uh, on BYU TV. But what a, what a game last night. We'll break that down in a moment. But a Saturday edition of BYU Sports Nation. Every, everyone, you know, after the post, I think the postgame show ended at 1230. So everyone, you know. Waking up this morning, donuts were brought in by uh, our, our senior coordinating producer, Michael Miner, which was fantastic. I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm fired up. Two hours ago, I did not feel the same way when we showed <laughs> up, but I'm ready to go now. Uh, we also got a new set piece from our senior coordinating producer's fabulous wife, Mrs. Teddy Miner. Mm. Uh, we've been known to, well, me specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait a sometimes minute. our producer, Ben Bagley, drop the... Big deal, no deal. Yep, it's a deal pickle on this show. ornament. Utah dialect for days. I am from West Jordan, so apparently in Pac-12 country we've but been able to overcome that. But you had an Oregon stint, <laughs> Jerem. I moved here when I was 11. So you had 11 years of not saying big deal, no deal. That's true. But you have helped me see the light. Big deal, no deal. Speak American. I am Penguins speaking American, so thank said. you to the Miner family for... Our dill pickle ornament. Not sure where it's going to go. We'll figure that well, out Yeah, later. we'll figure that out. Hey, how about you calling uh, the BYU score in the third quarter last night? Johnny Harling, great BYU tight end. I was off on the score. I said 24-10. He called you out. He's like, dude, really? Predicting the score in the third quarter? What the heck, bro? That's Bush League, buddy. That's the perfect time to predict the score. <laughs> what are you talking about? Why would you, why would you wait? <laughs> why would you do it before the game? That doesn't make oh. any sense to me. He's been very vocal on Twitter this week. He's a guy that went up and would attack the ball. And we've heard so much about the BYU receivers like needing to play big. and So he, he set to Twitter and was like, go attack the ball. You know, Use your leverage. Use your body weight and your size to go and, and create an advantage. Well, we, we saw that, but it took a while last night before one Mitch Matthews Finally made that play we always thought he was going to make. Yeah, and there were a couple of plays before that where, where Mitch did not, and it, it cost BYU, um, you know, it, it, there was an interception in the end zone. But Mitch Matthews had two touchdowns last night. That was, that was nice for him to bounce back within that game. Mitch Matthews, two touchdowns, big deal, no deal. Big, it's a big deal anytime you get two touchdowns in a game, sure, yeah. <laughs> Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. The Cougars win by 17, led by Tanner Mangum's freshman quarterback record, 365 passing yards. Who called 17 yesterday? Oh, man. Hey, Robert and I, I'll be sending him a check. That's a complete miscalculation of what happened. It's actually exactly what happened, Robert and I. It was 17. The sixth-ranked women's soccer team faces Portland tonight at 10 Eastern on the W.TV. 15th-ranked BYU women's volleyball swept San Diego last night at the Slim Gym 
in Southern California. The victory, the first time the ladies have won on the road against the Torero. So a big sweep win. That's a nice win. And then Juan Yunga uh, with the Giants, Alani Fu with the Cardinals, Daniel Sorensen with the Chiefs, all in action tomorrow in the NFL. Somebody asked me, how come you don't mention Kyle Van Noy and Ziggy Ansah this week? They Monday play night, Monday baby. night. So it's we will bring that game Seahawks. up on Monday morning when we do another live show. On that note, oh, go ahead. I should mention women's soccer is on BYU Radio as well tonight. There you go. Listen to all of General Conference all day and check in with the sixth-ranked soccer team in the country before you go to bed. On that note, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. A win is a win is a win. BYU showing pressure. Here it comes off the edge. Untouched again. He's going to be picked off. Kafusi with the interception. It was Kai Nakua coming off the edge. Sheriffs threw it up for grabs. And the big fella with a big play. Game-changing, momentum-shifting, fourth-quarter interception by BYU senior defensive lineman Bronson Kafusi. The Cougars on the next play, Jerem, would go up 20-10 to 10 with a touchdown pass from Tanner Mangum to Mitch Matthews. That changed play. the entire dynamic of the game. Yeah, on the post-game show, we named uh, Bronson Kafusi the game-changer because that did change the game. BYU was putting up a ton of yards and not getting points uh, out of those. In fact, I tweeted last night, there was a stint where BYU had one touchdown in 20, their last 23 drives. However, BYU gets a turnover, a score, uh, a, a, an unsportsmanlike penalty where a guy kicks the ball into the stands. BYU gets a first down after missing on third, scores a touchdown. They end up winning by 17. In the end, BYU had a strong fourth quarter, which led to the victory, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 20 points in the fourth. BYU is now plus 39 in the fourth quarter this season. What? If you take out the UCLA game and you look at the other four, BYU's outscoring its opponents 50-3 to in the fourth quarter. For some reason, this team's a fourth quarter team. See, for me, that my headline would have to center on BYU's, again, fourth quarter domination. It was downright weird and ugly for the first three quarters. Oh, yeah. BYU trailed 10-7 midway through the third. I kept asking myself, with three, how 300 yards in the of total off. world is BYU losing this game right now? Three turnovers, a couple of missed field goals. Weird plays. Couldn't finish drives. But the fourth quarter, they asserted themselves once again. They beat UConn 30-13. to And so there is this kind of weird dynamic floating around out there like, what, what should BYU... As a team and coaches and fans, take away from this game. And that brings us to today's Twitter question. Write your own headline to sum up last night's BYU win over UConn. I, I really like this first one. Use the hashtag BYUSN at Mac underscore Diego. You can't stop us. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> no, that one's good. Hey, listen. That everyone is on like three hours of sleep. What? Uh, at Royal Coog. Detmer or Mangum pilots BYU air attack over UConn. Finally, a BYU QB of, uh, of yesteryear, he says. Now, now, Tanner Mangum throws 365. That's a freshman quarterback game record. 35 for 53, 66% completion percentage, couple of touchdowns, two interceptions. He threw more passes Fantastic. last night than any game Taysom Hill ever threw in. Isn't that interesting? Taysom's high, 48 in the loss against Utah back in 20 to. 2013. Yeah, had 30 incompletions in that game. That was weird. Tanner Mangum had a, a tremendous game for anybody. 
if you're going to throw the ball 50-something times, picks are part of the part of the equation. He's not Marcus Mariota or Cody Kessler. He's not going to have this 35-5 to touchdown-to-interception ratio. He's a freshman. And we remember what I said after Nebraska? Give him the whole season to develop? There will be you those see, moments. You see these moments where you say, okay, he's, he's learning. We're watching him learn. He stayed in the pocket more. I thought he made some great throws in the pocket last night. A couple decisions weren't the best. He throws some picks, but overall... Good game. BYU puts up how much? How much total offense? Five twenty. Five thirty nine. Five thirty nine. Total O and thirty points. That's a good offensive game. Should have been forty or forty five points with that many yards, maybe even fifty. But guess what? BYU wins by seventeen. Uh, they had a rushing game. They threw the ball well. The defense, the most underrated part of last night, the defense played a really good game, holding Connecticut to two hundred thirty yards and thirteen points. That was a that was a nice win for BYU, especially off of Michigan. Listen. A member of BYU Sports Nation at Dr. Steve Best said, an ugly win greater than an ugly loss. 100% of the time. You know what I love the most in my entire life? Winning! It's the best thing ever in whatever you're doing. I don't care if I'm playing, uh, I'm at the Nickelcade, I'm watching BYU in the dating game before I got married. Winning is the best! So I'm feeling great because last year on this show, it was after the Utah State game. Taysom Hill was hurt. BYU lost, and I wasn't feeling as good. I feel great this morning. We've had the dating game reference already. Check that one off on your BYU Sports Nation bingo boxes. Oh, yeah, general conference bingo. i got to get that one ready, too. Mm -hmm. The BYU wide receivers, and there were questions, Jerem, about what they would do after the Michigan game. They were challenged by everyone, by fans and coaches, by us. To go and make plays, balanced effort. Taron Houck has a career night, six catches. He goes for a buck twenty-nine receiving. Mitchell Jurgens had a career high ten receptions. We'll talk to him later in the show. He bounced back from a sprained shoulder. Okay, he has not had has a shoulder sprain, and yes. he still played. And he's coming in at nine some nine what twenty in the morning. Man, that guy's tough. An early rise and shout nominee. Literally. For Mitchell Jurgens, Mitch Matthews got off to a very slow start, made that really great catch to put BYU up twenty to ten. Did what we thought he would do, beasted the ball. Now, the, the, now Mitch had an interesting game because he's under some scrutiny right now because he's a good player, because he's a good player. So people expect uh, great things out of him. There's been a lot of discussion around him, generated from this very program. Yeah, who was and the someone guy, in that chair who was the guy right that, that established <laughs> this whole elite level thing? Okay, so the interception is not Mitch Matthews' fault, but because he doesn't make a strong play on the ball and it's intercepted, people look at that, right? There was a drop. However, he made a catch right after that. He has two touchdowns, okay? So... I, I thought that he had a good game. Were there some disappointing? Sure. I will take two touchdowns every time. Uh, he's got five Re- on the season. Yes, his fifth multi-touchdown catch game, Nebraska and UConn now. So, so that was nice. That was a nice bounce back. I tweeted Mitch Matthews redeemed. Uh, but you're right. The receivers played a tremendous game to me. I thought Nick, Nick Kurtz was good. Hauk was good. Jurgens was good. Devon Blackman had three catches for 15. I thought it was good for that group. If Mitch ever hears this, I still believe. <laughs> I, I still believe he's a very good receiver. I just don't think he's elite. That's not, taking, that's not taking anything away from him. I believe, man. I believe. BYU's run it's like, game. It's like me versus Mitch when I've said he's very good the whole time. I'm not pitting you against him. I really am not doing that. 
Oh my gosh. I'm just saying I, you, yeah. I still believe. You're, you're trying to affirm. Yeah. As you, okay. Anyway. <laughs> BYU's run game was the other huge question mark. Yes. Nobody is healthy except for this guy named Francis Bernard, who people are like, who? And Riley Burt, who was playing defensive back. It, He's fre- tre- true freshman out of high school. <laughs> Both of these guys were like, okay, we're going to have to pick up the load because – we can't put Jamal Williams out there, and Adam Haney's got a high ankle sprain. He's out three to four weeks, and Algie Brown was questionable. But then in comes Algie, and he almost goes for 95, or sorry, almost goes for 195 yards as a banged-up running back. Dude, Downton Brown did work last night. Downton Algie? Downton Algie. <laughs> Downtown Algie Brown, whatever you Yeah, we'll talk to him coming up We're as gonna well. We're going to ask him which of those he prefers. 18 for 95. 18 for 95. And then some French... Uh, Independent study student named Francis Bernard. Oh, he's not? Oh. Uh, came into the game as a freshman and had a good game as well. 11 for 69. It came, out of, came out of the game hurt, came back in. Uh, but that was nice as well. Riley Burt got a carry. We thought we'd see a little more Burt. Jamal Williams tweeted about the one carry that Riley Burt had and said, give him the ball, he can do some things. So he was impressed with the one run we saw from Riley Burt. He's, expo- he's a Jamal Williams type runner. Yeah, and, and before we... Just hand the ball to Riley Burt, uh, which that will be a name we call in future seasons, I think. I, they may move him back to defensive back next year just because you're going to be loaded at running back. Algernon Brown had a really good game. And Absolutely. that was something that we thought would happen out of fall camp. So then he has 18 for 95, averages 5.3 rush, a 34-yard run, which is his career high. That was needed for BYU. There wasn't as much pressure on Tanner Mangum to make as many plays. Just imagine if Algernon Brown couldn't play in that game. It's a different kind of game, and, and Tanner Mangum might have thrown the ball 65 times. He threw it 53. BYU's fourth quarter dominance, Tanner Mangum's record-setting performance, the receivers and running backs stepping up, answering the call, and then there's this, Jerem. The best kick of the night sealed the win for BYU, and it wasn't by a Cougar. Thank you, Andrew Adams of UConn. Now, that changed the game, too. So the bronson Kafusi interception changed the game, and then... What seals it for BYU is a, is a boneheaded play where Andrew Adams kicks the ball. Now, if he kicks the ball, but it doesn't go into the stands, doesn't leave the field of play, it's not a penalty. But he gets such a good kick on it. He must have played Little League Soccer or something. He gets such a good kick on it. It leaves the field of play. BYU had just missed a third down. They get a first down. They get a touchdown. That sealed it. Michael Shelton's interception really sealed it later. But that, that was one of those things. that It, it was almost like... Taki Taki got ejected for that targeting. Okay, that offsets that. It okay, offs- okay, absolutely. That's exactly yeah, what yeah. I felt like. All right, Feels better. We will take it. Our Twitter question today, more of a we want you to do this on Twitter, is write your own headline to sum up last night's BYU win over UConn. Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. I still love that you can't stop us. Well played. That's I'm the best headline so far. You got to bring, bring it, people. At Royal Coog, Detmer, or er, Mangum. Pilots, BYU air attack over UConn. I read that As one. you mentioned, yeah, yeah, finally a BYU quarterback of yesteryear. Yeah, they, they're going to sling it. Colby Pearson told me, look, we're, we're going to throw the ball a lot. I thought weather would play a bigger factor in the game. Surprisingly, it, didn't, it, it rained, but it did not rain to the degree that we thought. Therefore, BYU could throw the ball, which, which we'll talk to Mitch Matthews coming up, but that was obviously the game plan. It's, let's take advantage uh, of the air raid. At Bridger Hill. Charity suffereth long. <laughs> Cougars overcome turnovers <laughs> in a close, not-so-close game. In the end, it was 17, man. That's what I'm most worried about. 
And the East Coasters, they didn't see the game. It was like it was like 2 a.m. 30 to 13. Ended. Yeah, BYU took care of business. Yeah. 17 plus. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, the man who overcame a sprained shoulder to come in and pick up 10 catches, Mitch Jurgens. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, General Conference for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is live right after BYU Sports Nation on BYU TV. So right now I can just imagine everyone's in their pajamas, in their kitchens, Cooking uh, pancakes, trying to wake people up. Normally, I'm asleep until 9.45, so I don't blame people if they're not awake for this. But if you're watching, General Conference coming up next, baby. This is the wake up everyone show before General Conference. The pre- it's the pregame show. I've seen a few people like, really? Football before General Conference? Yes. We're here to wake you up so you can maximize what's going to happen for two hours immediately following the show. And the next 10 hours this week. <laughs> <laughs> Write your own headline to sum up last night's BYU win over UConn. That is our Twitter topic today. We'll get to more of your responses in just a bit. But first, let's welcome in BYU senior wide receiver Mitchell Jurgens to Studio B. Mitchell, did you get much sleep last night? Uh, I, I tried to. Um, got enough uh, as much as I could, so I'm just happy to be here. How is your shoulder, and how did you play on that? <laughs> Um, it's, it's getting better. Uh, it was definitely pretty sore last night. Um, but you know, I got to thank the training staff. They did a really good job with me and, uh, just helped me get back out on the field. And, uh, it was, it, it was an awesome win as a team. And so it was good to be part of. Sprained shoulder, for those that don't know, career-high 10 receptions. And you, you were joking with us during the break that you caught that first pass and we're kind of like, Got drilled, and, and then it was kind of a reality check for you. Walk us through that moment when you went back in with the injury. Yeah, so I, I had just, you know, came out of the tunnel again and went straight up to the coaches. I was like, hey, I'm good to go. And so right when I said, hey, I'm good to go, they called uh, my personnel. And so I ran out there. Uh, they called a play, and I knew the ball could be coming to me. And so I just ran my route, caught the ball, and right when I caught it, I got drilled. And when I was on the ground, I was like, I hope I'm okay. <laughs> and then uh and then I stood up and I started like walking off the field and I was like, yeah, I'm good. So I can do uh, this. I could do it. <laughs> when when did you get the shoulder sprain and and how quickly did you realize, oh, something's wrong? Um so it was uh it was late in the second quarter. It was kind of on our 2-minute drive. I caught a ball uh was bubbling out on the sideline and then got tackled pretty hard and just landed straight on my shoulder. And right when I landed on it, I knew I did something. On their sideline, right? Yeah, on their sideline. So I ran across, tapped my helmet just to signal, hey, someone come in. Went and immediately got it checked. They took me in the locker room and, uh, yeah, did what they do. So This is the year of the shoulder adversity for the Juergens bros. (laughs) Garrett breaks his clavicle in fall camp, and now you have the sprained shoulder. I know. Yeah, when I I went down, I was like, I'm just praying it's not a broken collarbone, broken clavicle, because, you know, I was like, we can't can't do that as a family again, so – um, just, I'm very blessed that it wasn't anything more serious. I'm impressed by you on the field, but maybe more off the field because um, I don't know if this was part of you getting a scholarship, but you've you become the interview guy even when times <laughs> are tough. Or this morning after a shoulder injury, yeah. what what goes into that? I don't know. I I, I don't know why you guys keep coming to me, but uh, <laughs> uh, you know I'm I'm happy to do it, and uh, and so it's it's a great opportunity for me. I mean, after the Michigan game, no one wants to talk. Uh, but you came out and talked. <laughs> yeah, let's our, go get Mitch on our post game show. What What was it about that that you said? You know what? I I'll, I'll speak. I'll I'll represent. Um, you know when 
when, you know, whoever comes to me and asks me to do something, um, you know, I'm happy to do it. Um, obviously, uh, rebounding from a, from a loss like that, um, it's hard. You know, you have mixed emotions, trying to find the words to say. But um, you, the good thing is we're always looking at the positive. So even if a bad game happens, you know, I know that, you know, we're able to bounce back from this. And uh, to, able to be able to voice that to the public is, is good. I just remembered something that showed up on my Twitter timeline a few weeks ago as I am looking at a tweet from Bronco Mendenhall where he is lobbying for you <laughs> to get some dates. So after that lobbying and working through the sprained shoulder, how, oh, how's gosh. the dating game right now, Mitch? Um, you know, I, I think it'll pick up. Um, <laughs> Wait, how, how did it not pick up after the Boise State game, man? You know, it, it did. I mean, I, I'm just – and like uh, we kind of talked about in the Bronco show is – you know, I'm busy right now, and uh, with when what? I with uh, school, football, <laughs> oh, okay, you know, a, a lot of things, and so, um, but you know, there's always time, and uh, and I'm making time for that. So, thanks to Bronco. Yeah, yeah, Bronco, Bronco, <laughs> trying to hook everyone up with dates. I guess you should be king of the library, dude. You just walk in there, and the girls flock, right? Um, Colby, Colby Pearson told uh, Spencer on Thursday in an interview for the pregame show, "Hey, we're going to come out slinging it." I was a little surprised by that. In that, um, I know the running backs were hurt, and that. That makes sense, but I thought weather might be an issue, and it wasn't, so you could do that. What, that yeah. was the game plan? Let's yeah. Um, no, it was definitely the game plan all week to sling it. Um, you know, that's where Tanner's comfortable is. He's got a great arm, so why not use it? Uh, and coming into the game, we, we all were watching the weather reports and hoping that it would hold off so, so we really could because, I mean, the weather does play a factor, especially in the passing game, but fortunately it wasn't bad enough, so we were able to – uh, stick to that game plan and and really move the ball up and down the field on UConn. Mitch, a member of BYU Sports Nation at TRTL, TRTL, uh, Turtle, asks, what did Tanner say to Mitch after the big hit immediately after you caught the ball? The one where I came back in? Yes. Uh, I don't know. I think he's just like, hey, because... Are you, know, you alive? <laughs> well, he didn't, he didn't know that I was you know coming back. And so when he saw me on the field, I think he was a little surprised. He like looked over and you know gave me and Mitch uh, a signal and was like, "Jerky's out," you know. And uh, so when so when I caught the ball and came back, he was like, "Hey, good to have you back." <laughs> he didn't say anything about the hit, but uh, but yeah, I was uh, he was glad that I was back and I was glad to be be out there. You made a comment about uh, Tanner Mangum last week that I was impressed with. Of he was real positive despite you know what was going on. Who who in that game last night? It, it, you're down ten seven midway through the third. Yet you have I don't know three fifty in total low or something where you probably should have twenty or thirty points. Who who's on the sideline kind of leading the charge of hey we're still going to score we're good we're good. Yeah. Um, it, it's you know I I've got to say Tanner um, Tanner does an awesome job at that is. You know, before every series we go out, he's talking to every position, the O-line, the running backs, receivers, tight ends, just everyone, and saying, hey, let's go do this. Let's go put points on the board. And, and the good thing about last night, it, it wasn't just Tanner. It was everyone. It was everyone getting, you know, getting pumped and, and motivated. And so I think that was really key in our victory is everyone kept their heads up and everyone knew we could do it. So. Mitchell Jurgens, BYU senior wide receiver, joining us on BYU Sports Nation. Played through a sprained shoulder last night. Had a career-high 10 catches and a 30-13 to win over the UConn Huskies. BYU now 3-2. and What did Guy Holiday say to the receivers last night coming off of the Michigan game? And he had issued that challenge, but after a solid performance from the whole core. 
Yeah. Um, one of the main things, and not only Coach Holiday, but I think all of the coaches they stressed was we were just really excited to get back out on the field. You know, the UConn game couldn't come soon enough. Uh, we knew that, you know, Michigan wasn't our best performance. It, it wasn't what we were capable of um, for reaching our potential. And so coming out to UConn, we were just so excited to get back out on the field because we knew it's like, hey, we're going to play physical, we're going to play fast, and we're going to play some good BYU football. And so that was, you know, we all had that mentality, and, and the coaches helped us to um, to prepare this week so we were able to do that. Was there anything to the the discussion of playing three road games in September, traveling? Did that have an effect on that game? And and did you feel that maybe playing a home game this week, the juxtaposition of that? Um, I'm not sure. You know, I I think being, you know, one thing about being independent and what Bronco has has mentioned to us is being being an independent school, we're going to go on the road a lot. Um, especially to start these series with game, uh, with teams. And so we're prepared for that. I, I don't think that played a factor. Um, it's always awesome coming home and playing in front of our crowd. There's a new energy. There's a uh, there's a there's an entire feel that's that's different and and it's a good different. And so, you know, always coming back home to play brings us motivation, gets us gets us pumped and and I really feel like we're able to uh, play to another level. A tweet in from at Holyoke B says, Mitch, my wife has a friend named Megan in her class who wants a date. Oh, geez. I knew that was going to (laughs) happen. Oh, oh, here comes another one at Cool Mama V. Mitchell, my sister is cute, witty, athletic, and strong. Hashtag date. Is, it, is, this, is this what this show's come to now? <laughs> I, I think. I think. Yeah, Bronco ruined that for me. I think uh, oh. every time. Every time I'm on uh, an interview show, I think there's going to be some tweets about dates, but. I and want it, to apologize, hey, but I'm not going hey. to. And it's BYU, man. <laughs> it is. It is. It's just part of the drill. By the way, can you teach me how to Jurgens? And when I say that, the, ce- the celebration <laughs> the where you, star you man? catch the yeah the star man <laughs> moment where you catch the ball against Boise State and boom, the arms go up. <laughs> Fantastic. What I talked to Garrett about this, but what what happened in that moment? As oh. We're looking at it on BYU TV right now, and all of you have seen this. What happened? Yeah. So, I mean. When the ball was up, uh, <laughs> I, I honestly didn't think the ball was coming to me. I've, I've kind of talked about this. And, and so when, when Tanner lobbed it up to me, I just knew I had to make a play. And when I jumped up and caught it and then came down, it took me until I was on the ground to realize, hey, I still had the ball in my hand. I caught it. And I think we just went up. And so um, that was just pure elation. Um, pure excitement and so that was the natural response I guess. it was so fluid it was like one motion it was like, like a break dance move it. like it, boom it looked as if i practiced it but i honestly <laughs> i honestly didn't i think it was the first time i've ever done that it was, so. the, it was, the, your body it was the stuck landing it's like a gymnastics yeah. movement and you stick that, the landing i gave yeah. that a 10 yeah do i, I get really a 10 did. for that really good when yeah. yeah, we want people to Jurgens around camp. There's the joked about that. Uh-huh. There's the Jurgens jive. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah we need yeah. people to send in their best <laughs> Jurgens moments be uh, awesome. from around BYU Sports Nation. Okay, yeah. so is this a fourth quarter team? You guys are plus thirty nine in the fourth. If you take out the UCLA game, you're outscoring opponents fifty to three. What's up with that? You know, it's. I think all this credit goes to the coaches uh, and especially as well the strength and conditioning staff. They've taught us to finish, to never give up, to grind to the end. And, you know, it's it's awesome. We're a fourth quarter team and and, and that goes to show you, I think, how much heart uh, each 
and every single one of the guys has, uh, how much heart they play with, how much desire and, and desire to win. And so, you know, I, I love being out there with the guys. We couldn't do it without, you know, if we, we have to have that team, every single one to be dialed into the same, uh, the same channel, the same program. And, and as we go and do that, you know, we're able to put points on the board in the end when it really matters. BYU had 31 first downs last night. It's 10 to 7 UConn late in the third quarter. I imagine that you have to fight off frustration and some of those head scratching moments where you're like, how are we losing this game? What are the conversations and the mental processes like in that yeah. moment? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, at that moment, it was, it was obviously a little frustrating looking at the scoreboard because it was like, man, we're moving the ball. Defense is playing unbelievable, but we still only have seven points. You know, what's going on? Um, but I think that's what also gave us confidence is we were still moving the ball. And so we knew, hey, we just got to keep grinding and we'll put the ball in the end zone. Um, and so we knew, I mean, we, we kept running the ball, kept throwing the ball and, and getting yards. So that wasn't a worry for us. Um, so we knew we were going to get in the end zone. Let's give uh, Mitchell Jurgens some BYU Sports Nation karma right now so he can heal up from that uh, shoulder sprain. Damn. Yeah, Continue to perform Carolina, well. East Carolina, a week from today. Uh, that game will be a 7.30 p.m. Eastern start, 5.30 Mountain Time. Countdown to kickoff an hour before that at 6.30 Eastern Time. Mitch, great to have you, man. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me again. Hashtag teach me how to Jurgens. <laughs> and because of Kathy Aiken's story on the pregame show, I can tell you from Garrett. The mole, right? The mole, yeah. There it is. There yeah. It is. I was like, Garrett or, or Mitchell? Get Mitchell. Yeah. I can tell. <laughs> See, I talk to Mitch so much after games and you whatnot. Like, now I can just tell. You can tell. I can okay. just tell. Yeah, it, just, it, it happens. Point. It yeah. happens with time. Well, so. I just don't want the old twin switcheroo to happen. Like Garrett does the interview. <laughs> yeah. Mitchell's at home. I just don't want that. Hey, let BYU Sports Nation know uh, if you need some help oh locking down a day. I don't think you will, though. That's obviously. such a BYU thing, man. It is. It's General Conference Saturday, Jared. <laughs> Gotta love Provo. Huh? <laughs> we play after further review after this. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Coming up next, LDS General Conference for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints live on BYU TV right after the show. Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines. The Cougar football team beat UConn last night 30-13, to led by Tanner Mangum's Freshman quarterback record, 365 passing yards. How about that? The sixth-ranked women's soccer team faces Portland tonight at 10 Eastern time on the W.TV and BYU Radio. The 15th-ranked BYU women's volleyball team did something they've never done. They won at San Diego last night. They've done a lot of stuff, but until last night had not beaten the Toreros at the Slim Jim. Good win for the number 15 team in the country. Juan Yunga with the Giants, Lonnie Fu with the Cardinals, and Daniel Sorensen with the Chiefs. All in action this weekend in the... National Football League. It's been too long since we have donned the referee jerseys. Oh, man. And played the often imitated, never duplicated, original After Further Review on BYU After Sports Nation. After Further Review on BYU Sports Nation. Here's how it works. We set up a scenario. Yeah, that's why we don't play it often, because they give me the whistle. Keep the crazy. whistle away from <laughs> Jerem. Yes, can I throw an early flag on Jerem? Ten-yard penalty. Holding the Hold whistle. It. Yeah, it's true. I was holding the whistle. <laughs> First my, down my, my bad. and 20 for Jeremy Jordan. Okay, here's how it works. We throw out scenarios. Jeremy and I put on our referee caps and jerseys, decide what we think caps. about that. Thank goodness we don't have a cap. Come on. And make the call, number one. After further review, the first three quarters of last night's game. 
I'll go chop block. That's below the standard for BYU, okay? They they had a bunch of yards, which was awesome, but not enough points. Only 10 through three quarters. I go chop block. After further view, chop block below the standard in points. I say false start mm. on the offense. You do everything right, but you have no points to show for it. Five-yard penalty, though. Because BYU goes on to win the game. Okay. False start okay. on the BYU offense for the first three quarters. Number two. After further review, the best performance by a BYU receiver last night was? The dude we just talked to, Jurgens. Mitchell Jurgens. I'm rubbing my hands together. That's the, that's the signal. The best performance was Jurgens. He plays with the shoulder sprain. And he st- comes back into the game. He has 10 catches. He's clutch. I know Mitch Matthews had two touchdowns. Those were big. But Mitch Jurgens helped BYU get in position to win that game, in my opinion. After further review, the best performance by a BYU receiver was Taron Houck. Mm. Six catches, 129 yards. Everybody's been asking, where's the BYU tight end? Let's there just are, call it. Let's just call Taron Houck moments, a tight end. Yes, there are moments when he <laughs> lines up with a hand on the ground Next to the offensive lineman. He is. Oh, does he? Uh, yes. He does. Yes. He's a tight end. BYU yes, has BYU. a tight end. After further review. <laughs> they have a tight end again. Touchdown, yes. Taron yes. Houck. Yes. BYU for a tight end. I can't believe it. Number three. I just three. do everything I have. Number three. After further review, the talky-talky targeting call and ejection. That re- that. That ref needed to be ejected. Listen, not all targeting, card. not a red card, not all targeting is it created equal. Listen, if I go down the street and I go one mile per hour over the speed limit, am I am I breaking the law? Yes, but do I deserve a ticket? No. Sioni Taki Taki did did it was targeting, but it was so light that it didn't matter. Bronson Kafusi did a worse targeting play later in the game that was not called. That was not called. Red card! After further review, I am agreeing with Jerem. I will give the referee a yellow card, oh, however. Hey, hey. Because it happened in the second quarter, and per the NCAA rule book, he, Sione does not have to sit out now the first two quarters of the next game because it happened in the first half. So he has already served his penalty. He gets to play from the first quarter on against East Carolina. Number four. After further review, BYU's 539 offensive yards versus UConn. I don't know a symbol for this. Hollowness. Hollowness on the offense. It was, there were hollow yards. There were a ton of them, but BYU was not putting up points. The yards were great. Points are better than yards. What is hollowness? <laughs> it's a word that I just said. Hollow-esque-ness. I'm going to go loss of down okay. on the BYU offense. Okay. Because you feel like it should have been 45 points. Yes, it should have been. It, but you can't, I'm not going to be uh, unhappy uh, when BYU yeah. wins by 17. That's the thing. BYU wins by 17. I'm not, gonna be, like, I'm not unhappy. Hey, penalty just, hey. on BYU for only winning by 17. We're nitpicking now. Yeah, we are totally doing that. Number five. Last one after further review. Jerem Jordan calls it with his 17 plus. Who's the man? Who's the man? <laughs> I called it yesterday, 17. And thank you, Robert and I and Trevor Sampson, for getting into field goal. Well, th- I, I think Francis Bernard, really, because he had some good runs to get BYU in field goal range, and I got my 17, man. Field goal is good, and I say that on purpose because it took a field goal by Trevor Sampson for BYU to get to 17-plus. He responded, three points for the Cougars. Not a big deal. The line was at 17. Deuces, man, as in field goals but made. But the jinx, perhaps 
has been sidelined for just a bit. That takes care of after further review. <laughs> we, the, my, my highlight from that, BYU has a tight end. BYU does kind have of. a tight end. Tearing if he out. puts his hand in the ground, he's a tight end. He dude. can be that. Yes, he does sometimes. He can be that guy. Up next, we continue with our in-studio interviews. Algie Brown nearly ran for 100 yards last night. He's coming to Studio B after this. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store. The official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation Live, you can catch it on demand. Download the podcast on iTunes, BYUSN.com. Coming up next, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints General Conference uh, live after the show on BYU TV coming up in 17 and a half minutes. Our second in-studio guest, another BYU football player, victorious last night against UConn 30-13, to is Algernon Brown, junior running back. Algie, welcome to Studio B. It's good to be here. How are you guys doing? We are fantastic. So during our two-on-one with you in fall camp, we asked if you had a nickname, and then you said, I I don't have one. So we put it out to BYU Sports Nation, I want to say like five or six weeks ago, and we got some fantastic responses. You ready for this? Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. So I want you to tell us which of these are your favorite, okay? And and your, uh, your wife's here, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, Jasmine can you, weigh in you, you on can this weigh as, in well on this as, as well if she wants to. The first one comes in. There are actually two from Vic Sooto. Uh-huh. He said, "Vic, <laughs> downtown Algie Brown." Okay. The second okay. is he was not impressed by that. He's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. That's a good one. And then Downton Algie. Have you seen Downton. the show Downton, Downton Abbey? I haven't. Okay. Well, there, that's well, I, that's I, a play I, on I words either. right there. Okay. Have you have you seen it? No. Jasmine Jasmine's like, no, Jasmine the, sc- no the look of this. Vic, okay. you get shut out, bro. <laughs> you get shut That's out. That's the first time he's ever been shut out in his life. Okay, now this one. Alger Nonstop Brown. I'm not feeling the impressive <laughs> at all from Algie right now. Crickets. I'm not, I'm not, crickets I'm not, really, right I'm not feeling it. Okay. I gotta feel you, something. Okay, man. UPS, what can Brown do for you? Classic. What you can probably, Brown do? Yeah, UPS, you've had that your whole life, probably, right? No, I actually just no? really got here, so. Okay. Yeah. Um, Flower, flowers. There's a book, Flowers, flowers. for Algernon. I've, flowers I've, I've not... started reading that one, but never finished so it. So none of these are doing it for you right now? Not really. Okay, how about this? In I'm sorry. French. I'm sorry. In, do you know the Don't meaning apologize. of your name in French? No. With whiskers, bearded. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe? I guess I have to grow out a mustache. Should we call yeah. you Whiskers? Whiskers? <laughs> Whiskers? I think Jasmine, Jasmine likes wow. whiskers. <laughs> she likes whiskers. Wow. Okay. Whiskers is whiskers. wife approved. I also have to comment on this. You're rocking the top button, dude. I normally rock the top button. I should. Why I, are you going, not rocking the top button? I think you're wearing a bow tie. Because my sh- a bow tie? You a bow tie guy? Not really, but I should start. Okay. Dude, whiskers is going to be a bow tie guy. <laughs> whiskers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy right. that you brought Jasmine today. Because really, her we opinion that is val- what matters yeah, most. Yeah, we needed that oh, yeah. validation. Yeah. That's what matters most. Okay, about the football game. Yeah, there was a football game last night, too. Now that we've yeah. got the nickname and the most important thing out of the way. We scarce. You, you got near 100 yards rushing. Career high, 18 carries, 95 yards. You had a career long rush of 34 in one carry. And Michael Elisa, your good friend, was like clamoring on Twitter. Give him another carry, <laughs> Coach and I. Get him over 100 yards. Did you know you were close? I had no idea. I, I, I if I would have guessed, I'd probably like sixty, fifty yards. Really? Yeah. That thirty-four yarder was the difference, I guess. You need, uh, you need like, um, you know, Riley Bird to just be, give you an, 
an idea of where you're at. Be like, hey, if I'm close to 100, just like nudge me, man. Give <laughs> me like, then you can get in for a five yard carry. Would, would that have meant something to you, or you don't care? Getting a little bit, a little bit, yeah. It's a big, it's kind of a big deal when someone gets 100 yards and that'd be, it would have been fun. But I think I, I'm, I'm happy with what I have. So we weren't even sure if you would play in this game, and then you have 95 yards. Walk us through the process of of the week and when you found out you would play. So, so the trainers had cleared me uh, on Monday to go. I just kind of go, and Marky was like, "No, I'm going to hold you out for a little bit." And so, I just kind of took a few, a few reps throughout the week, and then it wasn't probably till uh, that that la- last night, like while we were in the locker room, um, Coach Marky was just like, "You're going to go. You're going to go. I need you to go." And then it just happened, you know. So 95 it was, it was yards fun. happened. It's fun. Absolutely. It's fun. What was that moment like when you got your first carry after the injury? You'd only had eight carries in two games, and mm-hmm. then you go off for 18 lessons. What was that like? Um, I just – it was fun because I had I – had, I couldn't really feel anything as far as my knee. I just didn't really feel anything. It wasn't until, like, the third quarter my body was like, you've been out for three weeks. Start cramping. <laughs> it's like my legs, my arms, just my back. I was just like – but it felt it felt good. It felt good. Yeah, it seemed like you got better as the game go, went on. Mm-hmm. So how, how did that dynamic work? Um, I just, I just kind of had to push through it. Mark, Marky was like, "Are you good?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Is that a must lie?" Don't lie to me. <laughs> was that? Is it a must lie situation? Yeah. Are you, Are you okay? Yeah. Yes. Like, uh-huh. Stiff. I was like, "I need you back in there." I was like, okay, I'm going. How sore are you this morning? Through. Oh, I was. Uh, I I got up. I could barely walk. So. My legs, my all my muscles were stiff. See, these are the these are the problems that football players go through. I don't know why do we do this to our bodies. Exa- well, you do it for the people. That should be respected. Well, and, and this takes me back to last year. Someone sent out a picture. I can't remember who it was of your. I think it was your arm, and it looked uh, like a terrible piece of fruit. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, a way overripe banana. Yeah. <laughs> what game was that again? Was that UCF? UCF? Uh-huh. And and you, I think you had sixteen carries in that mm-hmm. game. Um, is it, are you gonna have a similar uh, arm? No, today it was it was actually I, I had nothing you can ask her. Nothing, Jasmine nothing. says. No, she's taking good care of him. You the real she, MVP. She's taking care of Whiskers, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the real MVP. <laughs> We've noticed this trend. Like at first, that early in the season, the BYU running game was kind of like a big question mark. <clears throat> but as the season has progressed, and specifically in games, as the game has progressed move toward the fourth quarter, the running game has been able to assert itself. Why? What's happening so that the running game is starting to find serious footing late in each of these contests? I think the biggest thing was our, our old line, especially last night. They were just like the whole game is usually you can see that their faces throughout the games, and they're just kind of like they look worried sometimes. But yeah, last night they were just kind of they're in it the whole game. So it's just fun to see them stay motivated. They look worried. So you no, can no, no, no. Well, like, like like facial other expression games, or other body games, language? Body language, yeah. yeah. But last night you didn't see that. Last night I didn't see anything. Even down ten to seven late in the third quarter, you yeah, did not see that. They were just ready to go. They're ready to go. It's interesting because none of these none of these guys, you know, I, I can't even imagine what Tijon Chroma looks like worried. Um <laughs> but in in this setting and, and in the next few games, you guys are weathered now. I mean, you're you're injured because of it, but you played into venues. Do you, do you feel like the rest of the season uh, you've been more prepared because of September? I think so. We've we've had like just like crazy hard fought games, and so I think it just kind of helps us kind of know where where we've been, like how it gets hard, and we know how that feels. 
So I think it, it'll help for the rest of the season. Algie Brown, junior running back with us in studio, beyond BYU Sports Nation. A couple of young guys, um, notably Francis Bernard, really stood out last night. Francis goes for over 60 yards, and he gets his first career touchdown. What does he bring to the running back room and on the field? He's, he's just an all-around good player. I mean, he can catch out of the backfield. He can run it up the middle, and he's, he's strong. But, I mean, he's also – I don't know if you saw last night, he kind of he – can, he can make guys miss too so he's good at that that's something i wish i could do Just give a little head fake hey going through a guy works too sometimes you know what i'm saying yeah yeah <laughs> that works yeah, as well if all it's about just <laughs> run over the guy and uh, we've seen you do that it, we were talking with uh mitchell jerkins about this for for whatever reason the fourth quarter you guys are plus 39 on opponents you take out the ucla game you're you're outscoring people 50 to 3 why why oh. is that what's going on in the fourth quarter um i think it's mostly our uh just I don't know. Our motivation, motivation, and I would say conditioning as well. Um, throughout the summer, it was huge. Um, Coach Winchick made it a big deal to motivate each other throughout throughout uh, workouts, and then as well as keep everyone in shape. And I think that uh, I think that we're kind of seeing that play come into play now. Everything over the summer. The man who we have just dubbed. Whiskers, thanks to his wife Jasmine in studio, <laughs> Algie Brown with us on BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> this is how did you do that? Oh, fantastic <sighs> moment on the show and in our history. Um, Whiskers. Yeah how how long do you enjoy uh, this win uh, before you start focusing on East Carolina now? Because it's a Friday um, game, so do you get yeah. a little more time to enjoy it? Kind of, not really. I think we can. The biggest thing we can do is just. Just move on to the next game. Okay. Well, win or loss, just the best thing to do is move on. All right, Algie, we're going to give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for your big matchup against East Carolina next Saturday. Take care of that knee, get some rest, and uh, good luck with the discussion uh, with Jazz about whiskers. And if you have, <laughs> if you have not signed the Rise Up flag, I don't think you have. I don't think you've been. I have not. We would like you to sign that during a commercial break. All right. Awesome. Algie, thanks for being here, man. Yep, no problem. Thanks, Whiskers. Appreciate it, man. (laughs) That's not weird at all. I feel completely comfortable with that. Write your own headline to some of last night's BYU win over the Yukon Huskies. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU TV, simulcast on BYU Radio. Listen to how this sounds. Whiskers for the win. Sounds good. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. BYU beats Connecticut 30-13, led by Tanner Mangum's freshman quarterback record, 365 passing yards. Soccer. 539 yards of total offense. Damn. BYU women's soccer, the sixth-ranked team in the country. They face Portland tonight, game two of the WCC slate, 10 p.m. Eastern. You can watch it on the W.TV. Volleyball. And listen on BYU Radio. The 15th-ranked women's volleyball team swept San Diego last night at the Slim Gym, Jenny Crick Pavilion in San Diego. The victory is the first win over the Toreros in San Diego. Cougars in the NFL. I believe it's San Diego. That's correct. Wani Unga with the New York Giants, Alani Fu with the Arizona Cardinals, and Daniel Sorensen playing for the Kansas City Chiefs all in action tomorrow for their respective NFL teams. Good luck, guys. Cougars in the CFL. Austin. Oh, I keep Ball forgetting that. Again, that's two days in a row. Oh. <laughs> Austin Collie and the BC Lions play Saskatchewan tonight at 7 Eastern on Watch ESPN. Cross country. Put your head in the game, Jerem. <laughs> the men took third and the, woman, the women took ninth at the Husky Invitational in Seattle yesterday. 
tennis. The women's team continues competition at the Cal Nike Invitational in Berkeley. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter will help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. We're going to give it to a few people. Starting with Mitchell Jurgen. Shoulder sprain. Oh, shows up for an early interview Dude. today after catching 10 passes. He's sore. He's like shaking our hands with his left hand to just kind of like let the thing rest. Yeah. Unbelievable performance by Mitchell. Yeah, that's guts, man. And that guy got a scholarship, what, uh, five or six weeks ago? Fantastic. Andrew Adams of UConn also gets a rise and shout. <laughs> for kicking soccer skills. For kicking the ball into the stands, Gee. whether he meant to it or not, and extending a drive for BYU with a penalty, allowing them to seal the game. By the way, during the break, we discovered something hugely detrimental to our nickname for our Algernon Brown of Whiskers. He's allergic to cats. No, that makes it ironic. It's fantastic. Okay, okay. We'll, stay, we'll stick He's with it. He's allergic to cats, and his nickname is <laughs> Whiskers. We gave we gave a, a huge Polynesian running back the nickname Whiskers because that's what his name is in French. We're getting dates for receivers and giving nicknames to hashtag huge the, Polynesian running backs. Hashtag this is why. <laughs> and that is the perfect way to lead into LDS General Conference, which starts is next. It? Hey, you're welcome for us waking you up. You know, that's that's what we were meant Everyone's to do. Everyone's waffle maker skillets are going right now. The sausage is cooking. It's fantastic. It's a great time. I can smell it from here. It's a great, it's great time. Write your own headline, by the way, when you get a minute to sum up last night's BYU win over UConn. Our elite tweet of the day comes from at Cisco Rue. This is in response to Algie Brown's nicknames. Algie Brown's reaction to those nicknames was as exciting as the first three quarters of last night's game. Oh, that is true. <laughs> He was unimpressed. Oh, that is truly then again, an elite. He's, he's tired, man. Tweet. That guy is tired. Absolutely. Great show. Great to have that you with fun. us. Yeah, great to if be here. If you're the program, we are back to work on Monday, noon Eastern. We do this every weekday. You can watch it on BYU TV at noon Eastern or 6 p.m. Eastern. Thanks to Mitchell Jurgens, Algernon Brown, Whiskers, and everyone on our crew. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN. Teach me how to Jurgens. The show on demand on BYUSN.com. Audio podcast on iTunes and the TuneIn app. For Jeremiah and Spencer, shout out to Chris Bolden, BYU Sports Station. Back to work on Monday. Enjoy conference.